I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. Of course, I am Trina with my co-host Kelly here. Hello. And now we are – so the restrictions are finally getting lifted, which is amazing. So friggin' awesome. It is really awesome. Um, I think Kelly and I went through this phase where we didn't believe the government, you know, because they, to- they did this to us last year, right? So we're like, you know, <sighs> you didn't show up to my baseball game last time, so why would you this time? But <laughs> it's like – it's I coming feel, along. I think it's coming along. I think we're – I feel like we're going in the right direction. Alberta has decided just to be like, we're releasing everything, and they're no longer mm-hmm. doing, like, any restrictions as of July 1st. So, um, so yeah, so hopefully we're, we're going in the right, in the right trajectory, but they're definitely opening things up. Events and weddings is looking really positive for the summer. So I'm like, I'm so damn excited. I just want to get this. I want to get this show started. (laughs) Yes. I think all of us are just over it. You know, cases are low. Everything's happening Mm -hmm. correctly. It's a summertime. Everybody's outside anyway. And Mm -hmm. let's be honest, no one's following the rules anymore. So just give us what we want. (laughs) Freedom. Right. So we decided today, because we've mentioned it in the podcast many times uh, about Mm -hmm. the six A's of your event. So let's like break it down and just talk about it. (laughs) What are the six A's? Because Kelly learned it in school and she mentions it. I kind of know it. So we're going to go on in this journey together and break it down because it'd be fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny. It's this. Uh, it was in one of my classes. I honestly can't even remember the class. Um, but I remember having these giant ass textbooks, and some of the information was a little bit dated. Um, and a lot of event professionals are like, "Ooh, the six A's of this, and the four T's of that, and blah blah blah." And they're like, uh-huh. "That's not really how events work." But I thought it was kind of interesting what they all were because these words these items, they all actually do pertain to your event, whether it's a wedding or it's a corporate event or whatever the heck it is. So Mm -hmm. what the hell are the six A's? Basically they are the following anticipation, arrival, atmosphere, appetite, activities, and amenities. We'll go into in depth about what they all are, but that's kind of what, if you think about it, every event is all about. And if you're missing one of them, that's why you have a shitty event. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're yes. also like important and they're things that like you don't even think about mm-hmm. um, when you are doing an event. So that if you have incorporated all of these, then it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be good. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> I think we can all think of an event or a wedding we have attended mm-hmm. that might have mm-hmm. been missing one of these pieces and yes. made it not a great event for them. 
right? Well, you know, so. like a real, like a really good event, whether it's a wedding or it's a corporate event or it's a gala or whatever it is, like the really good ones are like, wow, I went in there and it was just like from start to finish. It was mm-hmm. so good. I had so much fun. I felt like I had, I, it felt fun to be there mm-hmm. and I knew what to expect and there were surprises along the way, but it was just like, it was seamless. It felt really good. And I don't really, can't really put my finger on it, but that's how you know that people really like cared about the process of creating this experience for you and your guests. And I think that's what we as planners and as event professionals are doing as we're creating an experience for you. All about that Maybe this experience. Is the- mm-hmm. It is. And maybe this is the only experience you're going to, uh, you're going to have like all year. Like maybe it's the only wedding you're going to go to. Maybe it's the only <laughs> gala you're going to go to, you know, you're like, Oh, this is, this is like really fun. And then if it's an annual thing, then you're like, Ooh, yes. I'm excited for this event. Cause you know, you know what to expect. Right. And you're, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we thought we'd break it down for you, uh, walk you through each step to make sure it makes sense and how it pertains to your wedding day. Call it dimensions, call it element. It's basically a breakdown of how every event works and how a really amazing event will include this carefully curated content. Am I right or am I right? You're right. Let's start with anticipation, the pre-game. I like that label that you gave me, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought it was it's pretty the, funny. But-, but yes, it's setting the tone. We always say that in mm-hmm. when we're talking to our clients is you want to set the tone for your wedding day. How do you do that? Obviously, the invitations are the first spot. It's- Exactly. So mm-hmm. invitations, announcements, brochures, anything basically to let people know that there's a party happening. And we actually kind of talked about this in our design series in episode six with Paper Poet with Tanya. And we were talking about why a tangible invitation is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's part of that whole like that anticipation when you can actually give somebody like a hard copy of an, of an invitation and maybe it's designed in a certain way that like when you open it up, you're like, whoa, I'm about mm-hmm. to go to a really cool event and it starts with this. This is really, really cool. So yeah, you could tell if you had an invitation that was say black and white with, you know, shiny silvery paper saying black tie affair, that makes sense. You're like, Mm -hmm. I am going to this black tie affair. I need to get a really nice, elegant gown or a brightly colored invitation with neons and pinks and greens. Then you, and it's an eighties themed party for a 50 year old. You are not going to wear the same outfit you would wear at the black tie affair. Exactly. So you dress appropriately, you get in the mood, you know, you're going to hear Madonna, Michael Jackson, all those things. (laughs) So you're setting the tone, the anticipation leading up to the day. I'm going to a wedding on a, in a garden setting, or I'm going to a wedding in a hotel, you know, via the invitation and the start and including as well, you could include the website. A lot of couples use the website to set information out for their guests to know what's Mm -hmm. happening. It could be, you know, a ceremony in in a park and then we're going to have the reception at a golf club after. So the website also sets the tone of, you know, wear wedge shoes, not spiky heels in the garden. Bring an umbrella, bring a sweater, bring all those things, right? right. <laughs> yes, the websites. Yeah, the websites have definitely become a very uh, important tool for the whole like anticipation pre gaming sort of thing. The one thing you have to be careful though, I find, is that you can't. People always ask us, our clients always ask us, when do you send out the invitations? Because you don't want to send it out like too early either, because then you kind of lose people. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Weddings mm-hmm. are one thing where. Obviously, you want to get the information out to them as soon as possible, but you also don't want to do it 
you want to give them time to respond and get the tangible invitation back. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at wanting to give that information out maybe a year in advance, maybe you can send out like the save the dates. Those are really, really handy um, documents that you can be giving to your guests. And I had a, um, a couple that got married a few years ago. They were actually a destination wedding and they came, they were from the States. They got married here in Vancouver and, um, her save the dates were the boarding passes. They were a little, like it was a boarding pass, I think. And she had a little, the little tags that would go, um, mm -hmm. that would, you would tie to your luggage, things like that. And that's what she used as her save the dates. So it was the anticipation of like, guys, we're going on a journey. We're going on an adventure. We're getting mm -hmm. on a plane letting people know like this is what to expect and she had that built that right into her stationary uh design so that people knew like yay we're going on a trip this is gonna be so <laughs> much fun so it was things like that like if you really consider it and you're really mindful of it then you can create a very cool beginning to your event absolutely so let's move on to point two uh which is arrival i'm here <laughs> I have arrived. Yes. I am present. I'm present. I always thought this was the funniest thing too, because I was like, "How is this part of an event? Like, this doesn't make any sense." But I remember when I was reading the textbook, they gave the perfect example of you arrive on site and there's this giant tunnel and it's full of lights and it maybe got florals and all this stuff and it's this journey into actually entering the space. And I was like, "Yes, that actually definitely sets the tone." Mm -hmm. It does. For when you're arriving on site. It kind That's of it. ties into anticipation. So, okay, you have an idea mm -hmm. and then you get to arrival and you're going through, you know, we always talk about um, a wedding we did, or not a wedding, an event we went to hosted by our friends at Lazy Gourmet at mm -hmm. the Vancouver Art Gallery where they had everybody staying downstairs because the elevator could take only so many people, but they yes, made it part true. of the event. It was, mm -hmm. you got a, a card, and if your card was called, the court gesture was going to come get you. And he was painted in silver, had this really fun white hat and cane, and he yes. told us a story on the way up. And then we were yeah. welcomed with a wall of champagne handed to us by hands in black uh, gloves. Oh, it right? was so cool. It, it was, was so very cool. It yeah, was so, so cool. Yeah. That arrival, we remember because it was an experience that was unlike uh, any other. It was. And that was a few years ago. And we still remember what that is. So, I mean, inclu included in the whole arrival, quote unquote, mm -hmm. is you've got your travel and transportation too. So imagine you are trying to physically get to your event. How the heck do you get there? And mm -hmm. what does that experience feel like for your guests? So some people, if you're going to a totally remote dog patch venue <laughs> in the middle of nowhere how are people going to drive there and safely get home so maybe you consider doing a shuttle or maybe you mm -hmm. do a party bus or something like that just to get people there safely again this couple um that i had mentioned earlier that were traveling they were destination wedding nobody mm -hmm. had vehicles here in vancouver because they all flew here so their wedding was an hour and a half away and the bride arranged to have shuttles to bring everyone up and everyone back. And it was great because you have an entire herd of people all showing up on site. Nobody's late. Mm -hmm. So from an event planner perspective, timeline wise, oh, it's fabulous because the so whole great. guests are here. We could start on time. Mm -hmm. Or consider the parking situation. Uh, mm -hmm. We work at a venue here in Vancouver, Highcroft, and they only give you 10 spots out front of their venue, yes. which is fine because there's lots of street parking. But just keep, be mindful that your grandma that might be 90 years old is certainly not going to park on the street. So you would say, okay, I'm going to reserve a spot for her in the 10 spaces that I get. But you know, your 20 year old friends that walk everywhere and don't even have a car could maybe park down. They can park, they can they can park, park, park their the Evo down the road. Yes. yes. They can go all the way down there. There's, they can walk. There's a big, 
Yeah, there's a big roundabout at the end of the street. Just park down there. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They probably evoed there. Let's be real. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So you want to consider where your venue is, if it's tough to get there, if parking is limited, uh, if you're going to have people that want to party and drink, maybe you arrange for the cars to stay overnight and then you can have uh, a travel, like a bus take them back to a, we like to call it, how do I say this? Like a central destination. So say your party is in North Van okay, let's get the limo and transportation bus, whatever, back to downtown. You're not going to have the limo drop them off at each individual spot, but it is much easier to get a taxi from a hotel in the middle of downtown on a Saturday night versus, you know, at a private home in North Van in the middle of nowhere, right? So you get them to a central location. And actually, this is a tip. If you need a, a cab for whatever reason, the best is to get to a hotel front desk. That's something I learned, obviously, because I was in hotels for a long time. But the front desk can always get a cab because there's usually them lingering around where they know them. Or sometimes they have a private transportation that could take you. So if you're, like, ever stuck at 1 a.m. and you need a cab, just go to front front office manager or the front desk and be like, I need one. (laughs) I need a ride home. Bring me to my bed. Right. You're in a space. It's a lobby. It's inside. It's safe with people. Not in this back alley doing nothing. Yep. Right in the dark. Right. Yes, oh. as women, we we're confident women, but we also know not to stand in certain spots. Yes, yeah. there's just some yeah. things. It's called survival, but whatever. Um, exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, the other one to th- uh, to consider too within the arrival experience is your meeting and your greeting and your signage as well. So mm-hmm. we always encourage having a welcome sign for your wedding so that people kind of know that they're at the right spot because some mm-hmm. of the venues you go to might have multiple events happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if you're crashing someone else's party or you're <laughs> showing up at some other thing or you're like, yes. we're in the wrong room, completely the wrong building. Where the mm-hmm. heck did we go? So having somebody there to welcome you, especially if you're looking at, so we I've got a wedding coming up actually um, in two weeks um, at, uh, out at UBC and the, where they drop, where they're going to be dropping guests off. They mm-hmm. actually have to go up a set of stairs and kind of go through a path a little bit. And then they're going to like open up into this space where the reception is going to be. Well, we're looking at getting some signage set up because mm-hmm. just to let people know, you're like, you're, you're on the right track. <laughs> Keep on you're going. Close. You're, you're close. You're close. <laughs> you're close. You're almost there. The reception's over here. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So you need to kind of let people know. Cause otherwise you're just going to have a cluster of people looking up at the sky being like, I don't know where I'm going. So <laughs> And they end up on the other side or in the wrong venue. And signage is also important for the storytelling in Mm -hmm. your wedding photography and video because Mm -hmm. a video can only tell so much. But if you have signage saying, you know, ceremony this way, maybe cocktail reception, like that is a really nice way to tell the story as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but pro tip is that don't bother with the signs of the bathrooms because you could have, and this is from my hotel (laughs) days too, you could have a massive neon sign saying washrooms this way and people will still ask where's the bathroom so (laughs) don't even bother with that details you know there's there's no such thing as too much signage but in this case there is (laughs) yeah that's one of those things where it's in their face and they will still not see it yeah the neon sign could be a hundred feet at the brightest you've ever say and they'll say where's the bathroom where's the bathroom like do you know the bathroom is oh is the washroom is it close by yeah (laughs) <laughs> one of those so things true. is hu- it's so true one of these things as humans will just never will always ask and it's true it's mm-hmm. faster i have to yeah. pee now oh, as you get older Lord. the bladder gets harder to control <laughs> yeah oh man that's hilarious that is actually mm-hmm. very true and especially if you apparently after you have kids too oh. sometimes you're like i need the can faster than i used to uh- <laughs> i cannot sneeze without crossing my legs in a store <laughs> oh, really 100 <laughs> percent. Oh, i know it's oh, gonna kids. happen and i just yeah it's like yeah. 
Prepare. Prepare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, back then, yeah, back on track. Yeah. So entrance, of course, that so we talk about what the what you know what the physical space looks like. Is it clean? Is it tidy? Um, those are some little things that seem a little bit innocuous, but like you want to make sure that the venue has tidied up. You don't want to have like mm-hmm. leaves all over the place. You want to have clean windows. You want to have clean doors. You want to have um, clean bathrooms, actually, which mm-hmm. I know seems kind of weird. But that's the first thing I check whenever I go into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I beeline right for the bathroom, and if the cans look like t- look awful, we're <laughs> out of there because that means I don't even know want to know what the kitchen looks like. So blah. That's true. Um, that's true. Right. Yeah. That's one little thing that I learned when I was in restaurants. But mm-hmm. so your entrance, you want to make sure that it looks looks nice and clean and tidy and that. But also mm-hmm. on the back end, no pun intended, is your departure. <laughs> At the very end of the night, the last thing you want to have is the venue be like, whoosh, lights go on, uh, beer goggles mm. are off, and it's just like, everyone, go home. No. <laughs> you want it to feel no. a little bit more gentler like slowly maybe you do last call at the bar and maybe we'll slowly mm-hmm. bring the lights up a little bit or you know make it feel a little bit more like hey guys we're just going to slowly start to kind of tidy up a little bit around you and make it feel a little bit like okay guys party's kind of winding down mm-hmm. maybe it's time to go not be well, like lights on heat off that. right well the, our djs <laughs> yeah. that we've worked with before um mm-hmm. dj vancouver vancouver dj company uh dj vanco his name is joe he is very good at ending the party with his mm. music. He mm-hmm. needs to figure out the formula that gets people excited and happy and wanting more, but understanding it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go home. Yeah, they're on that high feeling of like, that was awesome. That song was great. But hey, guy, what's but, that saying? Um, you don't have to go home, but you can't home. stay here. <laughs> yeah. I think every pub that I ever went to when I was in the pub days was always semi-sonic closing time. And you mm-hmm. knew it was the end of the mm-hmm. night because they would play that fur again song. Maybe that totally dates me. But yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it definitely communicated to get the F out of there. <laughs> um, there is a great office, the office joke about that song is that the manager continues to play that song after every day to make it feel like we're ending the day at work. And then everybody argues that they still don't know the words to that song. <laughs> <laughs> so true actually we know the sound but nobody knows you know this, yeah. all the words to that oh song my God, that's i so can funny. rap eminem lyrics like nobody's business but i cannot sing that song <laughs> oh, that's awesome <laughs> yeah. so point number three three is atmosphere how does it make you feel should make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, just like tequila. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Mm, for us anyway. (laughs) Right. I argue this is probably one of the most important ones because I Mm -hmm. think this is the one that people actually notice the most. We always say Mm -hmm. that there's only a few things people actually really give a shit about on your wedding day, the dress, the food, Mm -hmm. and how you felt. Mm -hmm. And I know that seems like a weird thing to quantify, but it really is like, did you feel um, included? Did you feel um, taken care of? Yes. All of these emotions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we talked about feel like the-, the bugs biting at your ankles and was it annoying? You right. wanted this garden wedding, yet here we are. And here we are on this journey, in the right? garden. Mosquitoes. Yes. yes, right? So think about the physical environment. So we talk about food, water, shelter. So is there water available for you? Mm-hmm. I love the garden weddings, but if it is it is 29,000 degrees outside and you mm-hmm. are got the sun beating down on you because you didn't want a tent because you wanted it to be outside and grandma is literally withering in a corner <laughs> because she's so thirsty, you need to think about things like having water. It's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Also having shelter. So we live in a rainforest. And of course, everyone always thinks first thing to do, we need a tent in case it rains. 
But you also have to think you also need a little bit of shelter in case it's blazing hot because mm-hmm. again, you're going to have folks that are literally melting mm-hmm. in a corner somewhere because That's it is very so dang hot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, other things to think about, coat check, which seems kind of weird because you're like, oh, I'll just put my coat on mm-hmm. the back of my chair. But maybe you don't, maybe it's a different kind of event. Maybe this is more of, uh, maybe it's the wintertime. But also nothing up- is worse than you bought purchasing and renting these beautiful cross vineyard back chairs that are 12 to 15 bucks a pop and someone right. just plunks their jacket on it. Oh, like the look is destroyed. It's done. <laughs> so it's done. Have an, a space available. Now you don't have to have someone monitoring it. You know, it's not like a club where people steal jackets, but these, this rack is available for you to store mm-hmm. your jacket. You are responsible for your personal belongings, you know, like your cell phone keys wallet. You can yeah. have a teeny little sign saying not responsible, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Or you can have the MC announce it too, saying your jackets can go there. We're not responsible yeah. for your stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think the coat check. I think the coat check is more important, like especially for the winter time, because you're going to mm-hmm. have multiple layers. You're going to have your winter coat. Then you might have, like, think about a guy, for umbrella. example. He's going to have his. He's going to have his coat. He'll have an umbrella, and then he'll have his actual suit jacket, which of course he can leave on the back of a chair once he's mm-hmm. seated. But you're right. You don't want to just like have this you know, mess on. And also like the jackets are long. I have a long winter coat. I'm Mm -hmm, not going to have that. mm -hmm. And then I'm, and then I'm sitting on the coat with my chair. I mean, you're ruining it. Right. So it's that experience of, and then it's bulky and you're, you're, you know, it's tight around the chairs Mm -hmm. It's sitting at the table. So it just, it it doesn't make it feel very, very nice. It feels so having a coat check is definitely important. And usually most venues have them. It's part of the usually do, or you can rent a rack with hangers for under $40. It's so, Oh my, it's so cheap for, for the for the sanity and also for how people feel like it's 100% worth it yeah um toilets is, is another one so Bathrooms. we've done rooms dude yes. oh my god we've done weddings well actually you did one wedding um at a venue in Vancouver out in a garden and it was like you had to bring in washrooms you have even to, though it's yeah, for it ceremony space mm-hmm. you have to bring in washrooms because it's so far from the physical it's so building. far it was about you... a 10 minute walk to the building yeah and not in heels and a dress so yeah it was a requirement that you had to bring the bathrooms on mm-hmm. site and it had to be a certain size because it couldn't fit in a certain area mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> yeah yeah all these things so that so was to- fun but they got the high-end bathrooms and it played music but it was fine like you can get porta potties too i mean you can get a blue i mean if you want to get a blue porta potty like that's on that's totally fine as well mm-hmm. but having having facilities like that it's mm-hmm. actually very very important or having making sure you have enough washrooms because you could yeah. be in a space mm-hmm. where it's like a really cute um, vintage house and they have only one washroom because it's only mm-hmm. meant for 20 people but you have like 150 people that yeah. are at your wedding well the, one can is not going to be enough for mm-hmm. 150 people that you're sharing with catering as well so you need to make sure you kind of have that stuff too so that's important yeah um, another thing about toilets is I just want to build on that is that we did a wedding once where the lights <laughs> just seemed to miss <gasps> that part of the toilet so people were peeing in the dark so we yeah. were very lucky that we had um, we had glow sticks on us. That was our solution. Yep. So we cracked a bunch of glow sticks and we taped them up. And, you know, it was like peeing in a black light, but whatever. It worked. <laughs> it was peeing in your own personal club, really, yes. is how it felt. But it worked <laughs> out fine. True. But again, those are the things where if you want to have something outside, you have to think about lighting. You have to think mm-hmm. about all that sort of stuff. You have to think about power, that sort of something as well. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of talk about that um, a little bit later. But power is a really, really important thing to have. Or do you have to it bring is. that sort of stuff in? So mm-hmm. all that, all that, these are all behind the scenes that you might not think about. So mm-hmm. it's really important to be re- asking the pros and relying on the professionals to help you figure out what you're missing and what you need, right? So I think you everybody can really think about a wedding or an event that they were at that they did that the atmosphere didn't fit. 
So yeah. we've all been to a really hot event where you're just sitting outside in the blazing heat or it's humid day, or perhaps it, you got downpoured on and now mm-hmm. you're cold. So try to take that into your guest experience thought process of what, mm-hmm. what did I not like about sitting at that wedding or sitting at that event? Was I hungry? Was I thirsty? I know we've done weddings where it's 30 degrees and we don't drink water all day because the water's not close by and do not pee once but sweat all day. All the water goes out of our body and drinking water constantly to try to refuel what we have lost and it is not working. It's not working. (laughs) And we usually like, I'll try and throw like the Noom hydration tablets into my water. I'm like, this is still, it's broken. It does not work. The body has given (laughs) up. The body's like, fuck you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My tongue is just slowly starting to swell. I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm shutting down. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy what happens when you don't have enough water, but uh, just like try to take in that experience. What did I not like about that? You know, there's a venue um, that the doors have to be closed in Vancouver. It's part of a sound thing. We can't get around it. It could be hot because, because it's not totally air conditioned to the point where it can cool off 120 bodies that are dancing, right? You can only AC the unit so much. So exactly, people get yes. mad. Can we open a door? Actually, we can't because the there's a big sound problem on the water. You wanted this venue on the water? Well, it comes with residency and the police officers and everything else. We have to be mindful. So things mm-hmm. like that. If that's not your yep. jam, though, then maybe you choose something else. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I think about the when we're talking about the physical environment too is the space, meaning like your floor plan. And it needs to have a little bit of flow. First of all, you want to make sure you have enough space in between the tables so that the servers are not grazing past you because that's always awkward. <laughs> I don't know about me. I feel like because I'm at the weird, weird level where I sit down and every time that people pass me, I'm like right at their belly button. So if you get too close to me, I feel I feel a little bit like it's in my personal yes. place. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> So you want to make sure there's like enough. We always like to say when you're, when you're mapping out your floor plan that you can put like a body with hands out and that's like enough space for chairs to be out, for people to be able to flow through. Cause then they're also like clearing your plates and your glassware and refilling and all that sort of stuff. So making sure the floor plan makes sense, but also making sure that when you're having your bar or having your, if you have a a music, like it's a DJ or your band or, um, uh, you know, we, like I said, bar, maybe you have a satellite, maybe you have a big one. Like what does all of that look like? And make sure that it kind of like makes sense or maybe where your ceremony is in relation to reception, if it's all one spot. So all that sort of stuff, those are, um, sort of things just to think about because if the washrooms are way the hell on the other end of the property, Mm-hmm. that's almost too far to go to the bathroom. It's too far. And mm-hmm. It's too far. If it's a garden wedding, you know that people are not going to mm-hmm. make it to the bathroom and they're yes. just going to do it in the bush, which yeah. if you're in a backyard, somebody's home, that's not cool. That's not or cool. The other thing with that is that you forget that if the washroom is far, people mm-hmm. like to congregate around the washroom. Mm-hmm. They like to chat after a couple of drinks. Just think about any situation you've been in and be like, oh, like that and this, that and the other. How's your mom doing or aunt yes. or whatever? So people move there. And when you have a guest count of say, okay, let's say 100 and mm-hmm. 20 of them are at the washroom and 20 of them are at the bar. Now your dance mm-hmm. floor is 60 and maybe half of that is dancing. And their atmosphere yep. is broken. I worked a wedding where two bars were open. One was outside, one was inside. Yes. And I shut the outside one because people kept going out there and the party was lost. Once I shut that down and we had it all inside, party was great. Party was bumping. It was totally so, fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was actually just going to reference hours. that wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I was just, just going to reference that one wedding because it does make a huge difference too when you think about that. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's also partly why you need a wedding planner. This but is anyways. right. This is right. Because uh, <laughs> we've seen it. We've seen it in the wrong. So we make it right. Yeah. That should yeah, be on our exactly. t shirt. 
Write that down. A uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple less things to think about with your atmosphere too. So again, think about the venue uh, as, as the space itself. So whether you use the space how it is or whether you totally transform it, that was something we actually talked about in the design series with Rochelle from the Wallace. And finding the best fit is really, really important too. We kind of touched yes. on that a little bit, but you want to find a venue that like makes sense for you as a couple. Don't try and mm-hmm. fit it in because you feel like you have to, or because someone else used it or because, I mean, sometimes you're working with a budget, which we totally respect and we understand, but mm-hmm. like make, make it make sense for you guys as a couple. I think that's mm-hmm. such a really important thing. And you even actually touched on this too, with that one venue where if you want to be partying all night long without any mm-hmm. restrictions at all, then you need to find a field in the middle of whereverness BC where you yes. can have music blaring all hours because if you do something in a residential area in Vancouver or in the lower mainland or anything like that you are mm-hmm. going to have restrictions some venues you have to be out of there like guests out of there by 10 p.m mm-hmm. then vendors out by 11 other mm-hmm. times you can be you can extend it a little bit later into the evening until like mm-hmm. say 1 a.m right like a hotel but um but things like that definitely consider for sure mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so we're throwing another tip. A way to get around that is just start your dance party early. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people start their dance party at 9, but if you – so we have a great one. Um, There's a venue in Squamish called the Sea to Sky, and they have to be down the mountain by 8.30 because there's extra hours that you have to pay for the gondola to be running and operating. They have to leave by 10. I think everybody has to be down the mountain by 10 o'clock. So that means loading starts at nine. And I think last calls at eight 30, which is kind of early. So our bride just started the dance party at four (laughs) o'clock. No, it was like right after, no, she started dinner at like, so dinner was three 30. They had speeches and then four, four 30, they did a shot and then they played the Backstreet Boys and they pumped that music to the end. And they, she said, I'm just going to be day drunk and I don't care because it's my wedding and I ain't paying yep. for that extra fee to go down that mountain. And that's fine. So she just shifted everything early. Her ceremony was at 12. Mm-hmm. It's instead of at three. So if you mm-hmm. have an early end time, just shift everything forward <laughs> or back. Well, that was part one of our episode, the six A's of an event and how to use them to host an epic event or wedding. Uh, We had too much to say, so we decided to split this episode up. Make sure to tune in next week where we talk about the next three A's of an event, which are appetite, activity, and amenities. And we even give you a little bonus content and extra A's at the end of the episode. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get your notifications when a new episode goes up every Friday. And until next time, guys, take care. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.